the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hello again and welcome as we lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley Rutherford. I'm Kyle Welch. If you've been searching for a place to be spiritually fed, you have found it. Like you, we believe the Holy Bible contains the spiritual nourishment we need to become faithful servants God requires to help grow His kingdom here on earth. This program is part of an outreach ministry from Shepherd Church, located in Los Angeles, California. Our teaching pastor is Dudley Rutherford, and we join him right now with today's message. Today, I want to uh, talk to you about a compelling story, which is your testimony, your testimony. And I'm going to spend a lot of time uh, today just simply reading the Word of God. Just, we're just going to read the Bible, amen? amen. And uh, in our attempt, and I believe it's the call of God upon our church, uh, to reach people with the gospel, there are many ways, I mean numerous ways, to lead someone to Jesus Christ. There's all kinds of methods to do that. But by far, the most effective method to reach someone with the gospel is by the sharing or the telling of your testimony. When you explain, when you explain to a friend, a neighbor, a coworker, a stranger, what God has done in your life, Somehow that relates to them, and they start to think, if God can change your life, that perhaps he can change their life. And the truth is, I want you to write this down, if God can change your life, which he has, then God can change anyone's life. Amen? So this is a very, 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 very simple sermon today. I just want to teach you what a testimony is. A testimony is made up of three parts. There's the before part, before you met Christ, what your life was like before you became a Christian. Part two is how did you meet Christ? How did Christ find you? How did this relationship begin? And the third part is what has happened in your life since you gave your life to Jesus Christ. Are you with me? very simple. The before, I was lost. I was lonely. I was, I was depressed half the time. Had no purpose in my life. Nothing seemed to ever fulfill me. I got wrapped up in the things of this world. Perhaps I got addicted to some sin. I just kind of going through life. No meaning, no purpose. But deep, deep down, I was missing something. I didn't even know what I was missing. And then you explain how you became a Christian. Something happened, whatever happened, however, however you found Christ, however that process took place, but you ended up coming to church. I came for 10 years and it was like the last verse, something came over me and I stepped forward and I gave my life to Jesus Christ and I was baptized. And since then, my life is completely changed. 
I don't know why it took me so long. I didn't know why I didn't do it the first time I ever heard it. I don't know why I spent so much of my time over there what I could have spent my time over here. Now I wake up every day with a purpose. I wake up every day with a reason to live, to share my faith, and to let, let Christ work through me. So that, that is a testimony. It's very, very simple. And I want to look at the Bible at a compelling testimony of a man named Saul. Now I just explained to you what a testimony is. Now we're going to look at a testimony of a man named Saul. I want you to see what his life was like before he met Christ. I want you to know how he met Christ. And I want you to know what happened to him after he met Christ. First of all, write this down. What was his life like before he met Jesus Christ? What was Saul's life like before he met Christ? And I want you to take your Bibles and turn again to Acts chapter 8. Now, very, very important for any, anyone here today who wants to study the Bible. Anytime you read a chapter and you want to know what's going on in that chapter, you really need to know what happened in the chapter before. You need to know the context. When you just can't pull a verse out or pull a chapter out, if you don't understand the context. So in order to understand chapter 8, you've got to go back and look at the last eight verses of chapter 7, which we're not going to put up on the screen, but I will tell you what happens. The last few verses of chapter 7, the very first Christian was martyred for his faith. His name was Stephen. It's the very first Christian man, Christian man who dies for his faith. That's the last part of chapter 7. It's it's horrible. Look at chapter 8. And Saul was there giving approval to his death. Saul was there and saw it and did this. You guys that took his life, this was a good, you did the right thing. Because this Christianity stuff is a farce. And it's not of God. And on that day, verse 1, a great persecution broke out against the church at Jerusalem. And all except the apostles were scattered throughout the Judea and Samaria. And verse 2, godly men buried Stephen and mourned deeply for him. But Saul, look here, verse 3, this is before he became a Christian. Saul began to destroy the church going from house to to house he dragged off men and women and put them where into prison so here's this man Saul like a killer wolf ravaging the flock of Jesus Christ with intense hatred and zeal he's going house to house and he's not selling encyclopedias he's not taking a poll or doing a survey he's not handing out literature He's going from house to house, from synagogue to synagogue, from apartment to apartment, and he's dragging off men and women and putting them into prison, trying to destroy the church and obliterate Christianity off the face of this earth. That's what he's trying to do. That's before he met Christ. But then the second part of his testimony is he meets Christ. Write that down. He meets Christ. You say, what in the world? How did... You're talking about this guy becomes a Christian? How is that even possible? Look at chapter 9, the first word, meanwhile. While God was doing his thing, chapter 9, meanwhile, Saul was still breathing out murderous threats against the Lord's disciples. He went to the high priest and he asked for letters to the synagogues in Damascus so that 
If he found anyone there who belonged to the way, whether men or women, he might take them as prisoners back to where? Back to Jerusalem. And the Bible says, as he neared Damascus on his journey, suddenly, a light from heaven flashed around him. Verse 4, he fell to the ground and heard a voice say to him, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? Who are you, Lord? Saul asked, and he said, I am Jesus whom you are persecuting. Well, I thought, I thought he was persecuting the church. I thought he was persecuting men. I thought he was persecuting women. I thought he was persecuting people who belong to the way. But he hears this voice, and the voice says, why are you persecuting me? Who are you? And he says, I am Jesus. He wasn't persecuting the church. He was persecuting Jesus. And he said in verse 6, now get up, get up, get up. And go into the city and you will be told what you must do. Well, let me tell you, when Jesus gets involved, all things are possible. Now I'm going to read through this quick because I just want you to see what happened. The men traveling with Saul stood there speechless, I should say so. They heard the sound, but they they couldn't see anyone, verse 8. Saul got up from the ground, but when he opened his eyes, he could see nothing. So they led him by the hand into Damascus. For three days, he was blind. He did not eat or drink anything. In Damascus, there was a disciple named Ananias. And the Lord called to him in a vision and said, Ananias, yes, Lord, he answered. The Lord told him, I want you to go to the house of Judas on Straight Street and ask for a man from Tarsus, a man named Saul, for he's praying. And in a vision, he has seen a man named Ananias come and place his hands on him to restore his sight. Lord, Ananias answered, I have heard many reports about this man and all the harm that he's done to the saints in Jerusalem. And he's come here with authority from the chief priest to arrest all who call on your name. But the Lord said to Ananias, go. This man is my chosen instrument to carry my name before the Gentiles and their kings and before the people of Israel. I've chosen this man to preach the gospel to Gentiles and to the nation of Israel. And I will show him how much he must suffer for my name. Now, don't lose the irony there. Saul is on this way to Damascus to persecute Christians. Why, if he got his mitts on Ananias, Ananias is number first person he's going to take back to Jerusalem. And now he's been struck blind. He's been led into Damascus by his hand. And God touches Ananias and says, Ananias, I want you to go talk to Saul. And I want you to let him know that the persecution that he's been causing upon the church of Jesus Christ, that he himself is now about to have to suffer because of my name. Don't lose the irony of that. And all God's people said. Verse 17, when Ananias went to the house and entered it, I think he tiptoed in there. (laughs) Placing his hands on Saul, he said, Brother Saul. Boy, you talk about a step of faith. 
The Lord Jesus, who appeared to you on the road as you were coming here, has sent me so that you may see again and be filled with the Holy Spirit of God. And immediately something like scales from Saul's eyes fell and he could see again. And he got up and he was what? I mean, he just gets right up and gets baptized. Nowhere, nowhere in the Bible do we find someone getting saved and waiting six weeks or six months or six years to be baptized. Now you would think, well, this, he needs to do this, but this is not that important. He immediately was what? And after taking some food, he regained his what? I want to ask you a question. Don't you think there were a lot of Christians that were scared to death of Saul? I mean, you just saw Ananias' response. But don't you also believe that even as Christians were hiding, that there were some who were praying, Lord God, is it possible this man who's been destroying the church, is there any way he could become a Christian? Don't you think there had to be some believers praying that Saul would become a believer? You see, there's a difference. Not all of us do that, do that. There's all kinds of people, again, that are not saved that you get upset about, and you shouldn't be upset. You should be praying that that person comes to put their faith in Jesus Christ. And I want you to write this down. Write this down. Don't ever think that someone is beyond God's grace. Don't ever think that anyone is beyond God's reach. We talked about that the last couple of weeks. If Saul... The guy who was destroying the church, if he could meet Jesus, if he could be saved, listen, anybody can be saved. Number three, write this down. No no two stories are alike. I just read to you Saul's story. We just read it. It's his story. But you have a story. And just like your thumbprint, your story is unique. Your what you were like is different than everyone. We're all different. And you met Christ somehow, now your life is different. But no two stories are alike. I want you to see Saul's life before Christ, how he met Christ, and write this down. Don't write Christ, write after salvation. Well, the first thing we find there in the end of verse 19, Saul spent several days with the... In... They had, to be think- they had to be thinking, is this the same guy? Every person should be thinking that about you when you get saved. Well, is this, is this, the, same guy that, is this the same guy that was at work last week? <laughs> you see, that's why your testimony, your story of how God changed your life is the greatest evidence for the reality of Jesus Christ. Hey, we're going to take just a little time out, a little break here, and I'm going to share with you a testimony of a friend of mine named Frank Sontag, a story, a personal testimony of a man who was wrapped up in the things of this world. You would have thought that no way could God ever reach a guy like this, and yet God touched his heart and turned his life completely upside down. Enjoy this testimony by Frank Sontag. I'm Frank Sontag. I uh, host a radio program locally on 99.5 KKLA. And I've been a congregant at Shepherd Church. It's probably been about five years now. Uh, In 1984, I bought a motorcycle. And uh, in June of 84, I was involved in a motorcycle uh, accident, crash not far from here. Caused me to really ask some of the deeper questions in life. Why am I here? Who am I? 
And shortly thereafter, on a radio program locally, on a rock station, I heard a guy talking about spirituality and meaning in life. And I didn't know at the time, but he was a a very prominent New Age teacher in Southern California. Uh, I began to mentor under him. And in the uh, summer of 87, I took over his radio program. And I became somebody that identified myself as a New Age teacher. And I was fully entrenched in my own self-identity of this spiritual teacher. And I knew if I asked some of those deeper questions, uh, that persona may have been something I had to give up. And I didn't want to give it up because, again, I was living for me in my sin, in full rebellion against God. About three years before I had a moment I'm going to describe, uh, my best friend, uh, he called me one day and said he'd become a Christian. I had this thought, I didn't want to lose my best friend, that he was going to somehow be a Jesus freak and all of this. Well, for three years, um, he didn't become any of that. In fact, his older brother, who was an evangelical pastor, also kind of befriended me. And for three years, uh, they just kind of loved on me. So it went something like this. We're playing golf, uh, which I think is an evil game anyway. Trying to hit that little white ball around. Time went by. We decided to quit after nine, uh, and we sat down for lunch, and for two and a half hours, they hammered me with the gospel. And I sat and listened and took it because of the three-year time period previous to that where I knew they really loved me, and so I respected them, and I knew they respected me, so I listened. And at the end of two and a half hours, and they shared some scripture, and they shared who Jesus was, and Pastor Dale leaned into me, And he said something that rocked my world. He said, Frank, if you don't make it home today, like you should not have made it home 25 years ago on that motorcycle, are you right with God? And I was almost speechless. And he said, would you sit in your car before you drive home and meditate on that? Whenever somebody air quotes, you know, he air quoted meditate. I was a meditation teacher. I knew he was taking a little stab at me, but... Because I knew he loved me, I said, okay. And then shortly thereafter, I heard a voice that was undeniable that said, are you ready to submit to me? I had complete free will. I didn't feel coerced. I said, yes. And he said, pick up your cross and follow me. Everybody watching this, 99.5% of you know, oh, that's, that's in Luke. That's in the Bible. I had no clue. Shortly thereafter, I pick up my phone and I called my friends and I said, first words out of my mouth, I think I want to go back to church. And I knew something had happened because it had been 37 years. You couldn't drag me into a church. So when I became a Christian and I gave my life to the Lord, um, I had no idea what that meant. But shortly thereafter, I recognized Jesus isn't some spiritual life coach where he's going to give you 10 steps to have an a fulfilling and happy life, and everybody's going to love you. Um, He hung on a cross for the salvation of the world. So I began to recognize a a deep level of a responsibility to not only know him and get deep in his word, but to evangelize. And there's lots of ways to do that. Sometimes it's just the way we walk. Sometimes it's literally sitting down with somebody, getting to know them, praying with them, But we are the church. 
and the world needs a savior. So for me, there isn't a time where I wake up in the morning, I don't say thank you for waking me up. I want to serve you today. And I know that part of that service is about sharing who he is, sharing the gospel. We have a responsibility as Christians. We have a blessing as Christians. And my goodness, you you don't have to be a talk show host or the president of a a ministry that is about to lead a a gathering of men across the country. You can be a housewife. You can be just a dude that's unemployed or whatever God has his divine appointments for you. He wants to use you right where you are. And my goodness gracious, if we can impact one changed life by pointing them to the cross of Christ, um, we all yearn for that moment where we stand in front of him. We want to hear, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's about sharing the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And I say, praise God, I can be one man that can do that, knowing that he's the only answer. Aren't you encouraged by Frank's story, a man who was in Hollywood, a man who was doing secular radio, and now he does a show on the largest Christian radio program in the world? Only God could dream up something like that, correct? And if God can change his life, then God can change your life. And maybe you're out there right now, you've watched this program, and you find yourself in a really, really bad place. And inside, you're empty. Inside, you feel like you have no place to go. Maybe you're so discouraged, you don't even know where to turn. In today's broadcast, this message, this testimony, I believe that God is speaking to your heart for you to turn your life over to the Lord. And I know that if you'll turn your life over to God, if you'll seek Him, if you'll surrender your life to Him, as God changed Frank's life, God will change your life right now. I just want to pray for you right now, okay? I just want to pray for you. I want to pray for that person who God needs to turn your life around. Father God, thank you for today's broadcast. Thank you for what you did in Frank's life. And I pray for that person who's listening right now, God, who just deep down, they're drowning, they're discouraged, they're depressed, and they don't know where to turn, God. I pray that today they will turn to you and that, God, that you will bring them life, eternal life, God, that you will put salvation inside of them and that from this day forward, all the days of their life, God, they will serve and honor you with all of their heart, we pray in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, if you prayed right prayer with me right then, I need to hear from you. I need to know that this broadcast in some way touched your heart. So pick up a phone, call us right now. Let us know what God is doing in your life. And if you'd like to get a copy of this book called Compelled, today's message and other messages are based from this book and the Bible. You're going to hear story after story of how God changed people's life. And as he changed their life, I know he can change yours. Get a hold of us right now. We'd love to hear from you. Let us know what God is doing in your life. And remember, wherever you are and whatever you're doing, don't forget to always lift up Jesus. blessed by Pastor Dudley's message and would like to pray with someone, our phone counselors are available and ready for your call. Our number is easy to remember. You can call us at 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. 
If you would like more information about Pastor Dudley Rutherford, Shepherd Church, or this ministry, be sure to visit our website, liftupjesus.com. Deep in the heart of every believer, there's a faint whisper, a call, a prompting. We go about our business and we hear it. We see and interact with lost people every day, and the whisper echoes again for us to share our faith and tell others about Jesus. And yet, we still resist. In his latest book, Compelled, Pastor Dudley Rutherford shares his earnest desire for each and every believer to be equipped with the good news of salvation. He encourages you with inspiring stories of men and women, young and old, who have accepted the irresistible call to share Jesus with everyone they meet. And he provides practical methods to overcome your fears and effectively articulate the message of salvation. Thousands of readers have already taken advantage of this incredible book, and now it's here for you. Compelled. The irresistible call to share your faith can be yours right now for a gift of $15 or more to the Lift Up Jesus ministry. It's as easy as calling our toll-free number, 888-818-4777. That number again is 888-818-4777. You can also get Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith on our website, liftupjesus.com. Our address again is liftupjesus.com. Discover for yourself the strength that awaits inside you to speak boldly to others of how Jesus Christ has changed your life forever. Don't hesitate. Call us right now and get your copy of Pastor Dudley's latest book, Compelled, The Irresistible Call to Share Your Faith, today. I'm Kyle Welch, inviting you to join us tomorrow at this same time as we again lift up Jesus with Pastor Dudley. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.